Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Hello, James. How are you today? Bradley, hello. Welcome back. I, uh, I missed you guys. I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to join you last week. I hope we did okay. Yeah, we uh, had some good wanderings. Yeah. We talked about was... planting trees. That's some of the fun stuff. I think that you know, that's what uh, that's what those thirty-five repeat listeners come back for. That's right. Is, it's that is, really uh, rich content. Some of the filler. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's definitely filler. Speaking of filler, mm. not a lot of Premier League uh, games going on uh, this time of the year. It's the first. Uh, um, this is the first year that they are doing what they're calling a winter break. So this isn't this is new this year. Um, you know they've had like spells in the past but to uh, actually have like a a committed break is, is new for the premier league which is is interesting um you know yeah, what, how do you feel about uh, how it impacts the league um well you know obviously you saw um I don't, uh you know how liverpool responded because they had ended up having to have an fa cup replay which is you know, a separate entity, the FA is a separate entity than the Premier League. Um, and, you know, the Premier League had, had mandated, like, hey, you know, these are breaks. You guys should take the breaks. And Liverpool responded by saying, yep, well, we're not going to play any of our senior players. And Jurgen's also like, yeah, I'm not going to show up for that game. And so they just made a schmockery of, uh, yeah. of the FA Cup. That was um, mind-boggling. I, I, I had to read that twice. Yes. Like, what do you mean a- he wasn't at the game? I get they're starting in players, but but the manager was not at the game. Yeah, yeah, it was his uh, his time off too. So, um, and you know they ended up uh, playing a bunch of kids, and they uh, they actually won, which was a little bit different than you know how it went back in was it December when they had to do that same thing in the League Cup against Aston Villa, um, and Villa played some senior players and just absolutely smoked them. Um, you know, they're able to take care of, uh, take care of business and, and they're moving on, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's just like a, a wicked slap in the face to, you know, you know, not maybe not just like their fans. And I don't think their fans care about the FA cup this year because they're going to the premier league and, and all that. But, um, you know, think about like the opposing team fans that for the first time ever, they're going to go watch their club play at Anfield. And, you know, they're going to come up and see a bunch of their team play against a bunch of 17 year olds. It's um, in that sense, I felt like, you know, maybe um, uh, Shrewsby Town, right? Um, I feel like like they they didn't get to have the full effect, you know, And, and you saw how much it meant to them, you know, in the first leg for them to tie at home and the fans get a game at Anfield. Well, the fans rushed the field like they like. And and they were so excited, and you know, I I, I understand. I can sympathize with Liverpool a little bit, but at the same time, like I felt like maybe you didn't do exactly the right thing. Like there's probably some senior players that haven't played a whole lot that probably could have played in that game, 
and it's just you being petulant and and petty and it's there's a there's a, many things that I like a lot about Jurgen Klopp, but that was uh, not one of his finer moments in my opinion. So I would agree, and it's I, I recall, of course, going back to Spurs, uh, a game against AFC Wimbledon, and uh, and a couple of other small sides in the FA Cup where Spurs had an away match. And I remember Pochettino putting on Harry Kane when he didn't need to play, but he put him on with 10, 15 minutes to go and specifically said after the game, a lot of these folks, it was a league two or a league one side. So three tiers, the third tier, um, you know, they're not going to see a, a player like Harry Kane this year. And, and that's part of the allure, right. Of the FA cup is these big teams and the big players playing on maybe a shit pitch, certainly, but, um, going to a small town where these these folks may not be seeing these kinds of players in that caliber of a team um, throughout the rest of their season, let alone in the following few seasons. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, the, I don't know what the word would be, but um, the allure of the FA Cup kind of was slighted a little bit by Liverpool there. And I mean, they got the job done. and But at the same time, I look at like the media dick sucking they're right. The narrative is, oh, James Milner like sat in the stands or gave the team a pep talk. Holy fuck, James Milner is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh man, no, oh, it's amazing. Liverpool, they they got praised for it, and I just think there are clubs that wouldn't be, and it's just interesting to me. It's, well, it's uh, and and believe me, like, um, as a United fan, I've benefited from this over the years, but like, the the British media loves the traditional big clubs to do well. Like it, like, you know, they just fawn over them. Like when United was winning, like, you know, they talked about how great they are, like Liverpool coming back now this year. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a return to all of that prominence, uh, you know, the hearkening back to like the eighties and, and earlier when Liverpool was, you know, running ramp, like rushed out across the league. It's, um, it's being set right in their mind. Exactly. Like the, the Leicester story is fun. And at the same time, they're like, let's not let that happen again. And I think even to an extent, like, you know, as dominant as City has been the last decade, it feels like they don't want to embrace that because it doesn't, you know, it feels cheapened a little bit. I don't think it's the same level of distaste as you might see for, like, you know, uh, Red Bull Leipzig or RB Leipzig in uh, in the Bundesliga with how they came up. But it's a little bit of that, right? Like. Um, I mean, even even Chelsea in the early 2000s went through a lot of that. Uh, like, uh, you know, um, the, the the term plastic came came from that. You know, because uh, you know Roman comes in and buys Chelsea and spends a ton of money, and then they're good all of a sudden. You know, and they and they had had moments of being a good club in, in the past, but they weren't what they are now. You know, they weren't winning the Premier League. They weren't. Um, you know, they won a Champions League, and, and they weren't doing that sort of stuff before. So I think that. You know, they uh, the media kind of looks at some of those clubs with like a little bit of like, yeah, you guys are really good, but also like you know, when Liverpool or United or um, gosh, I bet you even if Everton was good, I, like they would get some of that because you know historically um, they'd been good. So I don't, I, don't, you're, I, I agree. I think that it can be a little unfair, and Tottenham definitely suffers that a little bit and feels like one little hiccup in the fucking sky is falling with them sometimes. Um, sometimes it is. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I did want to note too. It was. Uh, I thought it was a good point you made about Harry Kane coming on and you know Poach saying you know you know they they came to see him play. I don't know if you saw that article, um, 
some South Korean fans had sued an organizer of a friendly where Juventus was in South Korea and they had advertised Ronaldo was going to play, you know, X amount, whatever. And he ended up not playing at all. And, uh, some of the fans won the lawsuit, like, uh, not just the price of their ticket, but also like a couple hundred bucks for like mental hardship because you know, they, they thought for, they're, they're wow. never like, most of those people are never going to see Ronaldo play in their lives. And they're here. They are the promise, you know, and then they go out of their way to get these tickets and, uh, you know, Fair. just want to see him nice play really. once. So, yeah. uh, I just wanted to note that I popped into my head before we too far away. With that said, Liverpool did get through. And, and I also want to recognize, you know, for the young kids, it's probably a really cool experience for them and to step up and make sure that they still get through. Um, I'll give them, I'll give them that of course, but yeah. Anyway, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did want to, um, since we are, you know, in a little bit of like in our in our winter break here with the the Premier League, I wanted to um, make some quick notes of some of my 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 pet teams, uh, the teams that um, I, I've taken under my wing personally, teams I like a lot. Um, starting with uh, Salford City, the under Andrews. the Devil's Wing. Yes, under the Devil's Wing. Literally, I mean, the uh, you know, uh, the ownership group is you know most of the class in '92. Um, so, and they're you know, Salford is based in in Manchester, but they are in English League Two. This is the first year ever for them in league uh, in league football, and they're sitting squarely in 11th place out of 24 teams. So, right in the middle of the pack, they've played 32 games and they're 10, 11, and 11. And they've scored 41 goals and they've allowed 41 goals. So they there you go. Be, they couldn't be more even uh, uh, if they tried. But, you know, I think that you're sitting on 41 points. They're um, 11 points out of uh, a playoff spot. That might be, you know, too much for them in this first year. But for them to be, you know, in the top half of the table, if you will, um, in their first season ever is, is very impressive. And I'm very excited for them. So I did That's want awesome. to mention them the other team i wanted to mention um that i do love uh love for a long time actually and i i, I get why people hate on it especially if you're a premier league fan but scottish premier league um i'm a huge rangers fan um right now they have a game in hand but they're seven points back on uh celtic in the league celtic has won the last three seasons in a row uh, i'm sorry last five oh, five six seven eight seasons in a row. Um, and the last team to win before that was Rangers, but that was before they went through, um, uh, they went bankrupt and they actually went down to, um, division three of the Scottish, uh, setup and have built themselves all the way back up and, uh, they're sitting second right now. So uh, I'm happy for them. Alfredo, Alfredo Morelos, uh, is a prolific striker for them. Um, I was surprised that he didn't get any mention for, you know, teams interested, but, you know, so far this season in 39 appearances, he has 29 goals. So his striker is outrageous. Um, in, in Europe so far, he actually, I think either tied or set the record for goals in a European, um, uh, European cup. He's got 14 goals in 14 appearances so far um, 
in the Europa League, and they're actually through to the round of 32, which is awesome for them. So I did want to give a little shout-out, love for, for my Rangers. Um, yeah, I just wanted to catch everybody up. I do I, I do share some Salford and Rangers stuff on the Twitter account um, every now and then when I see something of, of note that it's worth sharing. But anyway. Enjoy it. Very cool. Yeah, looking at different leagues is fun. Um, I want to come back to... Uh, real quick, the winter break, and just note that um, it's interesting to me if we could hit that one more time because mm-hmm. I've heard managers talk a lot, and Pochettino talked a lot about how the Premier League schedule was brutal and obviously the festive fixtures and how furious they come. Uh, and then the fact that the Bundesliga, for example, has, I think, like a two-week break over that period and then finishes their season a little later. So I wonder if that's a reaction in some way to that and then you have the argument that I've seen learning about football anyway, that um, folks actually uh, prefer that you don't have breaks because while your players may get tired, they stay on form, if you will. So there's kind of two theories of thought on that. I think, uh, you know, I think that it's, it's interesting the timing that they chose. And I wonder, you know, it's obviously all speculation, but the timing of it, being right before the round of 16 for the Champions League feels like the Premier League saying, listen, the festive fixture stuff, the January start FA Cup, like all that stuff is very important for the way our league is set up and that sort of stuff. But we have this space in February that we can give you to, you know, have this time to get healthy and go out and perform really well in Champions League or Europa League and you know bring uh recognition to our league by being you know having that rest period before you start those competitions um i don't think that they're ever going to get away from some of that craziness that happens um i think there's too much money tv blah 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 for that to happen but um you're right i mean i think that it's i think it's still like an unfair advantage for some Mm -hmm. of the other you know, continental clubs. Cause you look at, you look at how many, how many premier league teams, not just like teams in general, but how many premier league teams were looking just for strikers just cause so many like good players got hurt through, through that period. Um, it's true. So Very true. I, I, I know, it would take a, it would probably take like an active act of God for them to change that. But it is interesting that they at least put that break in this year. So, We'll it see is. if it affects uh, affects the run, and you know if you guys can get healthy and, and make a good run. I, th- I thought that um, uh, Bergwine, right? Is that how you say it? Bergwine. Yeah. Um, looks really fun and exciting, and I think he has another element. And Los Celso has been playing uh, great mm-hmm. as of late, so I think that uh, it's going to be a fun matchup here. You know, in a in a week's time, um, going against uh, RB, it should be. Uh, a lot of fireworks, if nothing else, I think. Should be a riot. Should be a riot. Yes. Well, before Champions League, I I want to plug uh, two teams that I keep an eye on. Uh, one is Real Sociedad. I went to San Sebastian, Spain, a couple of years ago, and I saw the stadium. Uh, we didn't go to a game. It didn't line up, but the stadium is pretty cool. It's in San Sebastian, which is in northern, uh, northeastern Spain, um, actually near the border with France. But it's a Basque right country team 
So they consider themselves independent from Spain, and they actually have their own language. Fun facts about uh, Donostia, which is what they call it instead of San Sebastian, but they don't like the actual Spanish proper, Spanish Republic. They're kind of rebellious. Um, but they are in fourth, uh, fourth place right now um, in a Champions League spot, and uh, I would just love to see them actually get through. I think it'd be a riot. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry. I think they've dropped down to fifth or sixth at this point. But they're close, and it'd be fun. They're not a big-budget team, um, and that'd be fun to see. And then the other one that I always keep kind of an eye on um, is Derby County, and they are struggle-busting their way through the championship. Uh, I saw Rooney scored recently, and that's a fun story, but they're well out of the chase um, to, to gain promotion um, into the Premier League. But I, one other club that I do like is Nottingham Forest. Um, and they are actually in the fourth spot, so they've got a shot. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what, you know, since you've been following Derby, like uh, I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things about Dwayne Holmes. Like, um, would you be, would you be shocked if he wasn't in like March camp during the international break for USMNT? He's been good. Yeah, he a little bit of a run lately. I want to say four or five goals last couple of weeks. I saw he had a brace recently. Um, I don't know, man. We we talked a little bit about USMT MNT uh, last time and talking about how we're reactive to it as American fans. And I mean, there's a lot of good talents. I just I just hope that there's a sprinkling, just a sprinkling. Um, of the young talent and like you want to go with veterans for halter or whatever but sprinkle in some of these young guys because they really they're showing themselves in european leagues and golly why not give it a go nothing else has worked at all they didn't make the world cup last time like why not give it a go um i didn't get a chance to listen all the way through did you guys talk at all about uh uh triple g's brother stepping down from his post no for u.s no. soccer we did not um, Enlighten me. So, I don't know if you remember, this was, I can't remember how many months ago, but there was a thing that came out. It was on Glassdoor um, from uh, people who worked for the United States Soccer Federation um, saying, like, what a toxic environment it was, what a terrible place it was to work, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just a black eye for, for them. Um, I think it was the COO, and I, I can't remember his name. There's going to be awful details. If you're listening, go do your research because it's pretty interesting. But this guy ended up leaving, and uh, there was a rumor that maybe Jay, which is Greg's brother, would take over. Um, and then this, I think it was past week, Jay stepped down from his position um, with the team. Uh, he went, and obviously, not just like the glass door skating stuff, but he also went through a lot of that nepotism talk when Greg mm-hmm. got hired and. And, uh, I mean, he's been part of the U.S. soccer setup in some capacity for, I wanted to say it was like 15 or 16 years or something like that. So, um, it's just interesting to see like that, you know, yeah. after all of that, like, uh, now there's two high ranking open positions, um, and, and just a lot of chaos and it, it sucks that like, I, I think that, you know, we might be frustrated with what's going on with the team on the field and, and that setup. But also I think that structurally um, what continues to be the problem is the organization that that's leading us soccer is just being done so poorly. And 
that's almost more more embarrassing than anything else is that uh to the point that it feels like they all they care about is like the the money and the stuff that's associated with that and they do about any sort of results in the field um as, as far as the men's go and then like the women get celebrated for like you know dominating i think they just went through qualifying for yeah uh, the olympics and they went like, some good goals outscored outscored their opponents 24 to 0 in, in qualifying they're fantastic um so no, I just I, I did read about that. There, uh, maybe I can find the article and share it to to Twitter. Um, but it's interesting, just you know, some of the chaos that seems to be going on at the headquarters there, and um, not a not a good look for U.S. soccer in general as far as that goes. So yeah, it's a bummer how it continually seems like nothing changes. I mean, even since I've been following, which is probably only like loosely 15 years, it's like nothing really has changed. Still just unorganized and not a cohesive approach and no results. So, no, uh, yeah. Treating, treating Happy like a Monday. Vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Americans, um, it's one, I did also want to, um, go off on a, on a tangent. So, because I've had some extra time, I've been trying to branch out some of my my love. And I told you guys last year that you know I tried I tried to do MLS, and I will try again because I want something to to succeed in the United States. I think that overall, like that would be the case. Um, in its current setup, it sucks, um, but I'll try. So, but other other than that, I'm also trying to get into. Or I'm trying to watch more. I, I do enjoy the Bundesliga. Um, the chase right now in the Bundesliga is um, fantastic. Uh, from first uh, to sixth place, it was only separated by seven points. Yeah. Um, you know, Bayern has dominated the league for what they've won like seven years in a row. But um, there's a bunch of really good teams in that league. You know, uh, Bayern's in first. Leipzig's one point behind, followed closely by Dortmund, Gladbach. Leverkusen and Schalke um and you know within those teams uh so I downloaded the app because I was like oh you know I really want to get into it more and and follow it closer they also have a a cool part on this is you guys know U.S. men's national team there's a bunch of German uh league players and they actually within the app have a section called Americans in the Bundesliga and they give you like kind of an update on like um, some of the bigger players and how they played in uh, each match, like McKinney and Zach Steffen and Tyler Adams and and Josh Sargent and John Brooks. I mean, we're talking about like when we when we're listing like the best players, like guys we would start. Like it's crazy how many of those guys play in the Bundesliga. And, you know, yeah. not in MLS, not in the Premier League. You know, there's you know a few here and there, but like so many of these guys ply their trade in the Bundesliga and. So getting into it from that angle too has been kind of interesting, you know. It's fun. Um, even some of the guys that you forgot about, like like Timothy Chandler, um, you know, he'd been part of the sub, you know, a couple of years ago. He's still only 29, but he plays for Eintracht Frankfurt, like another team that's exciting to watch. Um, actually, you know, huge beat rivals. Leipzig. Yeah, huge rivals to Leipzig. They beat them twice in like the last month, um, and he's coming off a game where he scored a brace uh, against Augsburg. Um, playing out of his mind he's converted from right back to right mid it, i mean it's just it, it's been fun I, I mean talking about new kids you know uh geo reina um yeah uh, that wonder goal 
um, week or so ago. But there's just lots of guys that it's cool to watch. So I'm I'm also branching off that way. I, I've been trying to find a uh, a sorting hat quiz, kind of like we did for our friend Matt Odoms for the Premier League for the Bundesliga. I haven't found one yet that I like, but when I do, I think that we should all take fun. it. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to take. Um, so I uh, look forward for that. And, uh, next couple, uh, we'll we'll see if we can get find something by international break. I like um, it. So cool. That's why I also want to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, Leipzig. Uh, you know the big article that we read recently, and they are one point off of Bayern. Um, Dortmund's looking good. Eintracht oh. isn't that far off. They're ninth. Yeah. So. Sorry to keep telling stories here, but I, I, uh, I also read an article that they uh, so the um, the the stand at Dortmund the 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 yellow wall yellow wall yeah. yes um, so tickets are famously hard to get for for to sit there but people come from all over the world to buy tickets to sit there to see a game there um, but you know a big problem is. Uh, you know, it takes so long to get down from the wall because it's it's a lot of steps, and to go get beers, and so it's you know people don't want to leave, but they also want their beers. So uh, a group of fans that have season tickets that sit there actually posted a position, a job position of beer runner for somebody. They'll give you a ticket to the game, um, but you need to make four or five trips. Um, down to get a round of beers for everybody in the group and other than getting the round of beers you can have the ticket as part of your salary um and there was like something like 200 applicants in like the first like couple days um and they're like at first they're like yeah we were kind of joking but now we're taking it you know you know pretty seriously um we don't want to like disrespect you know the the ticket we understand how hard it is to get there but at the same time like i think that'd be cool opportunity to uh, interview people that wanted to come from other parts of the world and get to see it that way and so that's what they're kind of doing but I, I read that article i thought it was really fun um and and kind of exciting that people are so excited about like yeah man any way i can get into the game i'll go run beers for some people you know like blah 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 but love it yeah i i uh i've probably watched 15 bonusliga games in my life Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up for it. I need to find a way to access Fox, and I'd definitely be down. Looking like adding a little bit of a uh, little bit of extra football. Um, I think of Bundesliga, and I think of yeah, Yellow Wall, like you said, and then of course Spurs Stadium was designed based on that. Their uh, South Stand, but they can only fit seventeen thousand, largest single stand in uh, in England, but. Dortmund's yellow wall, I believe, can fit 24-plus thousand. Yeah, that, uh, so that's not stadium, quite as impressive. But. The stadium uh, has the largest average attendance of any um, European team, period. I think it's like 88,000 or something like that. It's it's crazy. Um, that would be definitely on the, on the bucket list. You know, Germany, Germany in general for me is a, is a trial. Yeah. Germany for me is uh, is a travel bucket list, but you know if I get to see one game at one stadium in in Germany, it would definitely be at Dortmund. And I wouldn't have to sit in the yellow wall if I just be at the stadium. I think it'd be good. But excuse me. We need to plan a like twenty twenty five uh, journey to like Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Old Trafford. And then fly to Germany and hit two Bundesliga Bundesliga well, games. Can we like? Can we stop at like 
uh, can we stop in Amsterdam along the way and see a game at IX too? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, if we're if we're if we're Please. doing this, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to get to planning on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of stadiums, what did you think of that Monterey Stadium picture that I sent you and Mike? Oh, what? <laughs> what yeah i showed emily that i was like this is what they're planning to build she's like what it's like on the mountain i'm like i know i know they're that's not great. planning to build that that is the actual stadium that wait that's a, an actual picture that's an actual picture of a real game in monterey a league game for the club team what yeah what <laughs> yeah so I'll have to, i i thought it was a rendering man no that is a real that picture. is our uh episode cover okay Micah, uh, yeah. yeah. Micah, that, that. that was beautiful. Stunning. It's, it's gorgeous, yeah. That's But that's the stadium. So, like, they they already have a um, a club team that plays there. But that stadium is the location for one of the um, one of the locations in Mexico is at that stadium. That's we must a real, go to games. <laughs> must. That's a real stadium. Yeah, that one's already ready to go. Wow. Well, that's blowing my mind right now. I just have to kind of sit back for a minute. That was a real picture. Fantastic. <laughs> 2026, <laughs> baby. We're in it. <laughs> uh, you love it. You love it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that you thought it was... Okay. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a rendering. Real, no. I showed Emily. I'm like, you're going to build this. She's like, that's... I'm like, yeah, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be cool. I'm sure it won't look quite that cool, but, you know, renderings. But, you know, it's going to be no. sick. It's wow. exactly what it looks like. That's a real picture. That's like, incredible. Yeah. Can we go, please? Can we go to a game or two? 2026? Yeah, well, we're definitely going to a game or two. Um, we'll figure out locations. I don't uh Michael, if you're listening, I'm not I'm not sure what the Edmonton draw is because oh. it's Edmonton, but um, that's when he, he wanted to go see. So Because we we'll can pop over to Banff and Jasper, man, see some trees. Mm, yeah. <laughs> trees and football, go, bro. Go walk around in the woods. See some moose. Moose walk right through yeah. town in Alberta. It's crazy. Okay. Hey, Getting a little, hey. little tangent here. <laughs> a little moose tangent. Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing like a moose tangent. So, Jim, I wanted to talk to you about upcoming European fixtures. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Just real quickly, uh, with regard to United, we were talking quickly before we started recording, and I – Noted that, you know, it's been so long since Spurs have been in the Europa League, so I don't remember the format. <laughs> I should shut up because we're in sixth right now. Um, but so we're still they, behind you. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of games left. But they play a home and away for the round of 32 uh, with the Champions League teams, you said, dropping down? Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's, uh, um, it's, it is the knockout phase. Um but because, you know, we added eight teams um, from, I think, eight teams from the Champions League, the third-place teams that dropped down, um, it's a round of 32 as opposed to a round of 16 where the Champions League is. So um, the, the schedule is a little more hectic than the Champions League. Um, but it is a home-and-away format from now uh, up through the semifinals with the, the, the final being, um, you know, the single, single game. And I'm not sure where they're playing this year. I know... I know last year was a big deal because it was in what, like Azerbaijan or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where the final is this year. I have to look that up. Um, not that, not that I think we're going to make it. There's lots of really good teams um, in the round of 32. I mean, um, 
a team that uh, I, I caught a little bit of um, this weekend, but Inter Milan is playing fantastically, but they're down in, in the round of 32. Um, United, Arsenal, um, Rangers, who we just mentioned, you know, I don't know that they're favorites, but they're, um, they've played well. They take some skin off people. There's lots, there's lots of good teams um, still in there. So. Fun to watch. Yeah. Fun to watch. Absolutely. So, but yeah, it's a, outside of just outside of just being, you know, a couple like you know, a, a, a round back, if you will, um, the format is exactly the same going forward now as the Champions League, and they play on Thursdays, um, as opposed to you know, uh, Champions League Tuesday and Wednesday, um, and I think it's still on Bleacher Report, which is ESPN. I think in some cases too. For I swear, I swear, uh, it was. Really- it wasn't last year. It could be this year. I know that no one was happy with the format last year. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, <laughs> um, as I going to say the the actual format is a lot of fun. And if you haven't watched Europa League, it's I think pretty damn close to the Champions League. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's just definitely worth a, a look. And on a Thursday, I think United play around one p.m. I mean. Get a little telework day. Watch, watch a little Europe for league football. Sounds like a riot. Absolutely, I'll definitely check it out. You know, it's not like I'm not beating my chest, but you know, we won it a few years uh, ago with with Joe, uh, Jose, and we actually beat the IX team that went on to play you guys in the semifinals last year. So, um, you know, yes. lots of good players on the team. Um, yeah, so, I, I would I would be happy. You know, I think it's just good. There's so many young guys on our team to be in a competition like that to play. You know, in Europe, it's lots of good experience in that in, in, in that sense, if nothing else. <clears throat> Absolutely. The final, by the way, uh, is in Poland. Ooh. Okay. I'm not going. I don't know. I said ooh, like I'm going to go drive there, but um, ooh, that's convenient for me. Yeah, much closer <laughs> than Azerbaijan. <laughs> Either way, it's a long track. Yeah, so who are they playing? Uh, I'm sorry, did I already lose that? Club Bruges? Yeah, Club Bruges, yeah. Um, Belgian team. I'm not sure where they're sitting on the table right now. I know that they. Um, the big thing for them was they were another one of those Champions League teams that dropped down. Um, they were in the yes. same group as Real Madrid. There was that big thing about the um, – they took some skin off Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. Um, that one player had mm. said that he would get a tattoo if he scored a goal and he scored two. Um, he's like, Oh, I have to get two tattoos. Um, Fantastic. yeah, but, uh, yeah, they, I think they're, you know, a solid team and, you know, the way United has been playing, there's, there's no guarantee of anything. They're going to have to come out and play really well. Um, you know, they're going to have to take some skin on the road and they're going to play well at home. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, like I said, lots of young kids that, um, hopefully get some opportunity to, you know, really pursue that. And I think that, um, I think that United is going to take the competition very seriously because, um, I think that because their form domestically has just been, you know, so helter skelter, um, they might really need the Europa league, you know, to be their path to the champions league for next year. So, um, I'm excited to see what, how, you know, how they set up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough matchup. Like, uh, you know, nothing, Nothing in the Europa League is guaranteed. I think that the Europa League is fun in the same way the FA Cup is fun. You get like some, you know, crazy matchups as far as like some of these club sizes historically. Um, even in the round of 32, you saw like teams like uh, 
Uh, like Eintracht Frankfurt, who we were talking about earlier, they made a run to the semifinals last year. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you see some like you know not necessarily always like traditional powers because there's some clubs that you know drop down to the Europa League and turn off. Um, you know, and that's uh, unfortunate, but that gives opportunity for some of those other clubs to make deep runs, and it can be fun in that sense too. You just see some teams that teams that your team would not normally play against. So. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to, to watching it. Absolutely. Uh, another plug for I Love Football. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it's just so, so good. And they highlight Eintracht Frankfurt um, and part of their season. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the episodes. Uh, so worth a watch. And then, of course, the episode on Messi is worth every minute. It's fantastic, <laughs> just like he is. Um uh, Anyway, then we got Champions League. Uh, you uh, referenced Leipzig and Spurs, and I think the first leg is in London, but I could be wrong. But that's going to be scary. Uh, they're obviously in great shape in the Bundesliga. Um, they obviously made it through the group stage, and uh, I'm a little nervous, but it, it should be fun. Like you said, combustible, um, if anything else. Yeah, I think that you know that you've seen them slip a little bit domestically. Like they were out in front, you know, by a couple of points, and you know they've let Bayern and 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 Dortmund kind of catch up to them. Um, you know, Bayern passed them, even though they held them um, at home for a zero-zero draw this past weekend. You know, I think that you know Leipzig has lots of very young players, um, which has been kind of a strength to them. You know. Uh, young and athletic and, and all that, but it'd be interesting to see how they respond. Cause this isn't, I think this is the first knockout phase they've ever played in, in the champions league, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I think in that sense, you know, like see how they respond to some of the pressure and especially, you know, where are they going to be at physically and mentally coming off of, some of the struggles they might be having domestically and, and, and trying to keep up a title race there too. You know, where do, where do their priorities when it comes to their players in play time go um, once you get into this competition? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's an interesting point. Yeah. I didn't think about that at all. So we'll see. I mean, like just, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about just the teams themselves set up, I think that, like I said, I think it can be fireworks. I think there could be, um, some really interesting chess matches going on. Cause I think Nagelsmann is a very good coach. And, you know, I think that for whatever you might think of Jose, like, you know, he has been competition wise, a very good tactician as far as getting his teams in a position to do well when it comes to the cup competitions. Um, maybe not so necessarily the last, you know, a couple of years to met, like, you know, as far as league goes, but cup competitions, he's, you know, been on point with some of that stuff. Um, so I think that the chess match there will be fun. I think, like, I think you guys could do well. Um, wh- like, what do you want to see out of, out of Spurs in the first game? Like what would, um, obviously outside of the scoreline, what would be like, <laughs> yeah, you- outside the yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say just a win, just, uh, anyway, take it anyway. Just so, you know, like level pegging in a way, cause you're counting that away goal, assuming they score coming back. Um, I want to see the attack continue to uh, to develop. It's gotten interesting with Bergwijn coming in, 
don't know what to expect from him. He was ex- uh, not exempt, but restricted from playing in the FA Cup. And I forget why that is exactly. Maybe it's because he was added at a certain point in the season, but he was not eligible for the FA Cup. Um, so Mourinho, Mourinho was not thrilled about that. Um, got a couple of, obviously, injuries. Harry Kane, as we know, will be out for a while. Um, but, yeah, I just want to see the, the link-up play um, look healthier at the, the tip of the spear. It's, it's been better and seen a lot better movement. Sonny's looking a little bit better than he has. using a little bit of a lull where normally he steps up when Harry goes out. Um, and then the defense, you know, just it's been a lot better lately. And I'm crossing my fingers that there's something to something to build on here. Um, Harry Winks actually was fantastic uh, last few games, winning the ball back and pushing it forward. And yeah, I, I would I would like to see him win, you know, one nil or two one. I think that would be pleasant heading back. Um, I don't know what kind of a home environment Leipzig has, but um, Spurs are in the Champions League anyway generally fearless with their recent track record. You look at, you know, a draw at Barcelona, a win at Man City, um, Ajax of course ended up being nice, but but some tough places to play that they've stepped up in. So I don't fear the road with them in the Champions League, but just be nice to get a win at home. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you guys saw that last year. You know, it's got to – got to try to defend home as much as you can. But, yeah. We sucked taking, at that last year in the group stage. But taking points away, you know, makes up for that because, you know, the Champions League is not forgiving when it comes to playing away. So I think that you're right. It has been a strength for you guys the last couple of years. It's just – It'll be different, you know, this time around with Jose pulling the strings instead of, you know, Poke. So, um, should be interesting. Um, a couple of fixtures that we do have in the Premier League coming up, if you want to shift over there. Um, or, or I guess, are there any other, you know, matchups that you're excited for for the Champions League? I know. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Pablo Escobar and Atletico Madrid against Liverpool. It should be just absolutely. Fantastic, um, you know. Ellen's at Atletico to start. Atletico has struggled domestically. I think they were like fifth or sixth last time I looked. I don't know where they're sitting now. Um, God, I mean, there was even you know rumors that like, oh, you know, they might let um, Simeone go at the end of the season and Pochettino would slide into yeah. Atletico Madrid. Oh, dude, that would be great. <laughs> that would be a good fit. Um, I would love to see that. You know, well, I like Pablo. I think, yeah, I think that uh, defensively they're always set up so well, and they have they have a ton of talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, we talk about chess matches, like how does Liverpool's, you know, all-out attack just, you know, wear you down, um, so to speak. It'll be, so I'm looking forward to watching that. And then, you know, on the other end, is how is Atletico going to score? You know, they, you know, we're going after Edinson Cavani um, in the transfer window didn't get it done. Um, you know, are they going to lead on Morata? I think that, um, oh, what's his name? Diego. Um, Costa. Co- uh, yeah, Costa. The craziest um, person I've ever seen. The craziest also looks like yeah. Paul Escobar. <laughs> I, think he's been, I think he's been hurt, but like. Um, he can he do was, damage still. If he was if he was healthy, like just let him and go, like go let him like 
mentally try to take Van Dyke out of the game and just you know rattle Liverpool's defense. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited for that matchup. I think that one's gonna be a lot of fun. That's a um, riot. And, uh, look out for uh, we got a really really fiery right back uh, at Letico. <laughs> uh, his name's uh, Kieran Trippier. Yeah. And I think yeah, yeah. Uh, watch out for those bended crosses coming into the box. He's been he's been a revelation for them this year. He really has. I think that he's needed a change of scenery. I think it was it's done well for him. So, yeah, I root for trip. For yeah. sure. Dortmund, by the way. I don't know if you looked at the other matchups, but Dortmund PSG. Mm-hmm. Neymar oh, killer. I love that. Oh gosh, I love I love watching PSG struggle. Me um, too. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like you know, PSG has been. You know everything for the French league as far as Champions League is concerned, but you know Lyon's in the round of 16 as well, so um, more than one French representative. Yeah, that PSG, PSG should be it should be better. But like, if you really looked at their roster, talked about them, they have like some stars and some like gap fillers. Like Thiago uh, Silva, um, been a fantastic center back for many years, Brazilian. Um, I didn't realize he's 35 already. Yeah. Um, you know, they have some good young players, but I just don't – I think that the window, like even with Neymar there, and, and I know Mbappe is very young, but I think the window is like closing quickly for, you know, what they've put together to push for that Champions League. And they've had some – you know, obviously last year uh, um, losing to Manchester United. Um, <laughs> it's nice. just – like I don't know, mentally devastating for them. And that was, was kinda, lovely, man. And and that's lovely. happened. That's happened to him a couple of times. You know the, um, you know it happened. Was it the year or two years before that against Barcelona where they won like five to one at home or something like yes. that, and then lost like six to two or and something crazy. Yeah, I remember that's watching. Correct. It was six like, goals. Yeah, there's no way they can score goals. There's no way they can score this goal. No, there's no way they can keep scoring. <laughs> like it's like, what are you doing? Like. At that point, I was just like, trying to like, I just try to dribble around and like kick it. Like I would just boot it to the other end every time I got it. Like stop trying to dribble out. Like fucking just get rid of it. Like kill as much time as possible. It was just Absolutely. unbelievable. So yeah, I think PSG is closing, but that'll be fun. I, I think Dortmund's got some fun players too. Obviously, Holland, um, big Holland, and all of the goals he likes to score. Yeah. See how? I don't know. Is he eligible? Because he played quite a bit for Salzburg. I don't know. It's honestly a great, a great question. I can't remember how the eligibility works in that sense. Um, um, a quick, a quick Google search, by the way. Um, it's a yes. Under a regulation change made last season, Dortmund will be able to register Holland for the knockout phase as one of their three permitted squad changes. Okay, that's important go. for them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, go, uh, go Dortmund. Let's go Dortmund. Get yes. it done. Uh, I have to keep going here because there are some juicy matchups. Oh, my God, <laughs> as I'm reviewing this. Yes, the oh. Champions League so much fun, buddy. Napoli versus Barcelona. I mean, that's not even close to the sexiest. That'll be a good one, but I would expect Barcelona to go through. But then Real Madrid City. Ah. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, that one, that one the should be. The beautiful people bowl. The beautiful <laughs> people derby. Yeah, look at look at all of you beautiful people. A couple of beautiful bald headed managers. Yes, uh, I appreciate I appreciate a good a good bald head um, as a bald headed man myself. Hey, yeah, a it, quick reference to that, by the way. Jose Mourinho shaved his head. He's bald. He went bald. 
Good for so, him. Yeah. He but trying what in, he's he trying to get in Pep's head. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. After they won, <laughs> fuck Pep. I hope Pep goes into insanity slowly, <laughs> slow, a slow slip into insanity. For uh, Pep. I just don't I mean, like the guy. Maybe it's just because he's happened to be at these top clubs, but he's the Yankees for me in a way. Like him. yes, he's Phil Jackson, man. He's, he's Phil, Phil Jackson. That's really a great is. reference. So Real Madrid, uh, Real Madrid, and uh, Man City. James, who who are you going with? Quick, quick take. Oh, Real Madrid. Really, really. Yep. What City's domestic form? Why? Why? Yeah. Are Madrid that good this year? Well, I think Madrid is. When you talk about like just stacking talent, they have more, I think, than City does. Um, in younger form than City does. Like I think City's got. Too many holes at the back for me, you know. And, and Real has been very good domestically, and, and you know the Champions League they, they just tend to turn it on. So I, I'm, I, I would almost be willing to bet like a good amount of money um, that Real, wow. um, all right, that Real wins this. Okay. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna go De Bruyne to score at the Bernabeu. Maybe I, I want you to look at your phone and look at this because this uh, when it comes through here in a minute because this uh, this gif is my favorite like I as tur- like I, I'll pull it up. come on now internet uh, I'll pull it up every now and then just because it makes me laugh so whenever you mention Pep like I think about this in my head and it'll come through here in a minute um but yeah uh, you think you think De Bruyne scores. Um, we, have we converted you? Have me, Michael and I brought you over to no. his, his glory no. yet? He's no. a fantastic player. He I is a fantastic player. He's a he's a worldly player. There it is. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's a great gift <laughs> of Pep screaming. He's losing what? his mind. Does, or you can look at the... You when can he, look when at he, the, when oh he tips God. his head back. <laughs> the wise. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I like to think of the one where uh, VAR overturned uh, the offside call on Sterling in the Champions League against Spurs, where they thought they had won it in the 95th minute, and they didn't, and he just hung his head and got down on his knees and hung his head. That's my favorite image of Pep. Ah, yes, uh, yes. But that's a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I, I love De Bruyne. I think he's fantastic. Um, I just get sick of the dick sucking. I just get sick of it. Like the, the announcers visible or audibly come in their pants about well, Jordan. Like anything that he does, though. Like, come on. But he's worth it because he's that good. It's not worth coming in your pants, he's, Jim. He's not. He's <laughs> been the he's been far and away the best player on the team that's won back to back Premier League championships. No doubt. I would argue that's why he looks so damn good as well. He has room to operate how he wants to operate. Like Silva does a lot of the work. He's I still mean, fantastic. I'm just saying he's on a he's on a stacked fucking team, so it's easy to look look good on a stacked fucking team. I, he is great though. I he leads really. I don't think, I don't think some of those passes are that that easy. You can fucking pull threads. He's like Robin Hood out there, like splitting arrows on the bullseye. Just he did hit some passes, yeah, against Spurs that. I always tip the cab. You know I do. He's very good. He's very good. 
I just refused to suck his dick or come in my pants. Uh, so one more matchup for you in the Champions League, and then it's okay. rant time. But right. Chelsea Bayern, that's juicy, Ooh. man. It is. Let's well, uh, see how the kids do for Chelsea. Um, can't believe they didn't buy anybody. Um, but yeah, see how the kids do. Like I think that would be fun. So um, I don't know because this would have been like right around the time you started watching. But Chelsea the when they won, what's that? Was it a final? Yep, Champions League final. Yeah, so. uh, um, Chelsea beat Bayern at their home stadium yes. in a Champions League final. Um, so uh, a little bit of opportunity for some payback. I'm sure that'll be a narrative uh, around the game. So just look for some of that. That was and Frank Lampard obviously played on that team and now he's coaching them. So it's pretty. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Was that the last English team to win uh, before Liverpool? That is, of course, last year. Yes, because then he yeah. went on like Real Madrid won like what four or three or four with Ronaldo, and I think Barcelona won one more in there. Um, and then Bayern beat Dortmund. Yep. The year after they lost to Chelsea. Um, Man, all German final. It's crazy. It was. It was played. At, it was played at Wembley. That's sweet. Yep. Well, right, James, so what do you got for? I'll say, what do you got for a rant? What have you been saving for me? I don't, I don't have, I don't have much um, other than to say I watched the Super Bowl, and meh, just, just meh, just you know, I don't know, man. I just that's it. That's pretty much it. Like I, I just doesn't get your juices flowing. It doesn't get my juices flowing, and maybe it's something about. Typically weekends in the morning for the Premier League and, and the allure of having coffee while I watch it and start my weekend. I don't know what it is, but it just all around feels better um, to watch football. And I, Super Bowls didn't, was not that exciting for me, but there were a couple of good ads. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I think that, I think that the Super Bowl for me has become more the event than the game. Um and like I still I still partake in the NFL. I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. Mostly I just use it for uh, gambling purposes. Um, but yeah, I, I can I can agree. It was it was uh, like for all intents and purposes probably a good game, but it didn't like it was no Ended more exciting. Out, yeah. It was no more exciting to me than watching like uh Aston Villa take on Brighton. You know, it was like that is <laughs> Wow. That's um, a low blow. I mean it, like, I mean you got Jack Grealish, don't get me wrong. Oh, you got you got Dunk and Duffy, don't get me wrong. Jack Grealish is gonna look fantastic in Manchester right now. Oh week. god, I already saw those rumors. <laughs> Come on with that shit. I'm so pissed hey. we didn't get him at the time we did. We should have paid forty mil. He's worth like hey. what? Like eighty now. Damn. Yeah, here's the thing though. Like, I mean, it, let me let me name you any like quality or up and coming player, and I promise you, somewhere Mania is linked to them, um, just because they're Mania. Like, most of it doesn't come true because Edward Wood is a fantastic businessman and a terrible, uh, <laughs> terrible transfer manager. Like, the reason Man United like, continues to make money hand over fist. Like more money than they ever made the last like seven years, like record profits is because Edward is really good at business, but he's bad at building a soccer team. So, um, 
that's my rant. Um, leave Edward yeah. alone. Like, like if you don't like him, that's fine. You can chant and sing. You have all the rights for that. But like, don't go to his house. Like, leave the guy alone. He like he has to go. Him and his family have to have extra security to go in and out of their house now. Um, like that's too far. It's uh, at the end of the day, guys. It's, it's sports. Um, and and I don't think he's trying to be a bad guy. I think he's literally trying to do a good job. He's just not very good at it. And you can voice that. You're more than entitled to voice that. Um, but there has to be a line. So I would agree. Um, it was going to be a good one. Need your toothbrush down here, too.